Hello, fellow safety and health professional, and welcome to another podcast in a series of podcasts based on an article in Safety and Health magazine that's all about you. Humans love stories, whether it's a book, movie, play, or part of a talk. Stories capture our attention and move us unlike any other kind of communication. Why is that true? Well, for one thing, our life is a story. Though it may not have all the unusual events that occur in a fictional novel or a blockbuster film, your life still contains the basic elements of a story because a story is merely a narrative or explanation of something that happened. Often there's characters involved and there's a plot, but the basic meaning of a story is just a narrative of something that happened. And I've personally seen the power of a story to move people. When I became a safety and health coordinator in the nuclear industry, I was given the responsibility for a site-wide management training program called Safety Management Accountability Training, SMAT. I wasn't thrilled with the name of it, but it was mine. At first, I wasn't getting much support from the vice presidents and other managers. So I asked my boss, Paul, if I could give a short presentation at the quarterly senior management meeting. I was trying to get some support. Well, he got approval for me to be on the agenda. Now, when it was my turn to present at the meeting, instead of showing statistics about safety and its importance and how it would help our overall process at the plant and all those kind of typical things, I started my presentation by passing around a wallet-sized recent picture of my daughter, Amber. She was a toddler at the time and had just started walking. It was an atypical start to what I'm sure everyone thought would be a more information-based presentation. And yes, I was nervous beginning this way. And it got some laughs at first, though. I remember that when they were passing it around, some of the other the vice presidents and managers said, well, let me show you my kids. You know, they were clowning around some, which was fine. You know, I was glad they were getting involved. Then after everyone had seen the picture, I told a story, a true story, about Amber falling down a few steps recently. She was injured seriously enough to be taken to the hospital. I didn't put this in the article because of space, but she actually cut her lip, her upper lip, underneath of it, and it needed stitches. She healed up fine. But the reason that I used that story was because I should have replaced a temporary movable barrier that I had in front of the stairway. Amber ended up moving to the side and then fell to a permanent one that was screwed into the wall. But I was extremely busy at work at the time uh, with the SMAT program, plus there was an outage, and uh, I kept putting it off, figuring it would be okay. Well, after everyone saw Amber's picture, uh, I explained uh, and I told the story. I said that though I love Amber deeply, my daughter, of course I do, I still allowed my hectic work schedule to override a more important responsibility I had as Amber's father to protect her. Now. I tied that in with tact, it was bold though, to the fact that I get it that you vice presidents and managers, we have so much to do here, you know, running a nuclear power facility and we're in an outage, but just like I did with Amber, uh, I wasn't getting the support I should be getting for a safety program, safety management accountability training program. Well, it worked brilliantly. Uh, the engineering 
VP. Uh, Bert was his name. He became a SMAT champion. And from that day forward, I garnered all the support and resources I needed. And I doubt that I would have gotten the same results just by spewing out facts and figures and showing how we need to improve our safety statistics. Well, you too can use stories, both at work and home, to move your audience to action, whether it's one-on-one encounter or when you're in front of a large group. And not just accident stories that show how important it is to work safely. Sure, an accident story can have a strong impact, and I've seen so many of them do that. You know, I, I get to hang out with other speakers like Charlie Moorcraft and those who have been injured seriously, and I've seen it move audiences, and you have, and prob- probably folks you know have used accent stories. But you can use stories for all kinds of things that you want to get people to be influenced by. Stories about overcoming hardship, humorous turnarounds, surprise successes, and many other events that you've read about, heard about, and that have happened throughout each of our lives are powerful tools too. So I want to give you three tips to help you use stories better, to be better at it, and to come up with some. Number one, capture your own stories that happen to you. Pay attention to what goes on in your life. You have things happen to you all the time that you can use to prove a point or to influence somebody. Because the best stories to inspire and instruct are true. I sometimes write down a brief description of what happened. Often it's only just a few words if I can use it, think I can use it, and I do use it later. So that's the first thing. Pay attention to your life and see things that have, have already happened to you in the past, like what happened with Amber and, and that story, and things that happen now, you know, that happen, might happen tomorrow. Number two, read or listen to books on storytelling. I've been in this business for 30-some years in speaking professionally, and I still read stories, books about stories, all the time. Here are two of my recent favorites. The Storyteller's Secret from TED Speakers to Business Legends, Why Some Ideas Catch On and Others Don't by Carmen Gallo. In fact, I'm about three-quarters of the way through the book. I perused through it before, and now I'm reading it detailed. Excellent book about storytelling and how you can use it to move your audience. And the second one is Tell to Win, Connect, Persuade, and Triumph with the Hidden Power of Story by Peter Guber. That's definitely business-related, how you can use stories to get people to do what you want or to buy into your ideas. Number three. Practice your storytelling skills. Purposely tell stories to yourself out loud when no one is around. And pay attention to how people respond when you tell them stories. You'll be surprised how much purposely practicing can improve your storytelling skills. Whenever I get back from a trip, uh, I go to this uh, one of the, the club I hang out at, and my buddies even always tell me, Oh, Hawk, you're practicing, aren't you? And I say, Yes, I am. And I practice how I tell stories, see how people react, see if I tell too many details, not enough, if I'm too animated, not enough animated. And so if you do that, you get better at storytelling. Business magnate Richard Bronson believes that, quote, the art of storytelling can be used to drive change, unquote. That change can also be inside us. The stories we tell ourselves about our own lives can have a profound effect on how we feel and act. If you put a positive spin on your life events, even if there's something that went wrong, that spin can inspire you to positive action. 
Likewise, with people we interact with, a story well told can have a powerful influence on them too.